0: Declaration today, O oh God. We're so grateful that you, we have you as our God. Lord Jesus, that you are our firm foundation. And it's on you we stand today. In you we live, in you we move, in you we have our being. Be glorified in our lives, O oh God. Blessed be your holy name. In Jesus' name we have worship. Amen. Let's appreciate our God with a clap offering. Thank you. God bless you. Genesis chapter 17, verses 1 to 3 in the Amplified Version. And then I'm going to read Hebrews chapter 11, verse 8 in the New Living Translation. These are our two anchor scriptures for today by God's grace. Genesis 17 verses 1 to 3 in the Amplified. When Abraham was 99 years old, the Lord appeared to him and said, I am God Almighty. Walk habitually before me with integrity, knowing that you are always in my presence, and be blameless and complete in obedience to me. I will establish my covenant, my everlasting promise between me and you, and I will multiply you exceedingly, Through your descendants then Abraham fell on his face in worship Hebrews chapter 11 verse 8 many years later this is the testimony of the man God called he says it was by faith that Abraham obeyed when God called him to leave home and go to another land that God would give him as his inheritance he went without knowing where he was going. I pray that God will amplify the scriptures in your heart beyond today, that we will reflect and meditate on what God would have us do. Lord Jesus, you are the living word. And by your spirit, we ask that you reveal yourself to us today, O God. Reveal your mind to us. And be glorified, Holy Spirit. Please take absolute control. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen, amen. You know, God. God has been speaking to us about the new. Uh, that that that's all we're hearing. The new. God has been speaking to us for many months about the new. And it has evoked different responses. Some people have received the word and are excited. Some people are naturally anxious about the new, the future, some are understandably apprehensive, some sadly have been cynical about the word, we've heard it before, but then more importantly I know that many people have questions, questions in their minds, and talking about questions by God's grace we will address a lot of the questions in the next one or two weeks just to bring clarity so that the word of god is not diluted or, or or abused in any way we will answer those questions and bring bring clarity but more importantly the question ladies and gentlemen that is on everybody's mind is what does this mean for me everything god has been saying about the new what does it mean for me well let me tell you it will be different things for every single person it will be different for the church corporate it would be different things for everybody. But the one thing that I, you know, I have an assurance in my heart that I've heard God speak into my heart is that this new is about the next level. It's going to be a next level for every single person in every area of your lives. I thought somebody would say amen at this point in time. You know, I, I, I've been hearing some incredible testimonies about God bringing people into their new and for every single one without exception believe me ladies and gentlemen is always something larger and bigger than what they expected a new level the next level and so ladies and gentlemen I started to understand in the last few weeks why everywhere that I've turned, every time I open my Bible, every time I knelt down to pray, to, 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 to spend time with God, it's the same thing God has been speaking to my heart that I want to challenge us with today. It's the same thing that God has been impressing on my heart. And it looks like, ladies and gentlemen, or not that it looks like, I'm, I'm pretty certain, that God wants to focus our attention On our walk with him and is particularly challenging us to grow in our faith you know something ladies and gentlemen everything about our walk with God is a walk of faith it's all about faith in God and so ladies and gentlemen I'm now clear in my heart in my spirit in my mind That God is saying that this new is the next level but guess what before you enter the next level we have to we have to come into the next level of our walk with God I hope this somebody understands this we've got to put the horse before the cart do you know Genesis chapter 17 wasn't the first time God spoke to, to, to Abraham It wasn't the first time God was calling Abraham in Genesis chapter 12 Genesis chapter 15 God had appeared to Abraham and said to him I'm taking you into a new place I'm doing something different in your life but then in Genesis 17 he says but I need you to understand what matters the most what is going to precipitate or lead you into the new he says walk before me the greatest privilege That we can ever ask for, ladies and gentlemen, in our lives. The greatest privilege is to walk with God. But sadly, not many of us pay attention the way God would have us to now walk with God. And now I understand. (laughs) You know, the way that the word of God jumps out at you and becomes clearer. And now understand when the Bible says in the book of Hebrews, chapter 11, verse 6. Let me read it in the Amplified. It says, But without faith, it is impossible. The Bible didn't say it is difficult, the Bible doesn't say it's unlikely. It says, Without faith, it is impossible to please God. The Amplified says, Without faith, it is impossible to walk with God. And to please him, for whoever comes near to God must necessarily believe that God exists and that he rewards those who earnestly and diligently seek him. And today, I feel God wants to challenge us as we all journey into this next level. That God wants to challenge us about our walk with him, our walk of faith with him. You know, you know faith is not just believing God. Uh, in terms of salvation. Faith is not just believing God for things. Faith is the entirety of our life, entirety of our walk with God. And God wants to challenge us in this regard as we start to enter into the new, the new level that God is calling us to. You know, I, I, walking with God, ladies and gentlemen, and today is not a, a day for long sermons. but walking with God connotes a closer intimate relationship. It's a walk. It's a coming together. It's not a visiting. Because if we're truthful to ourselves, a lot of our relationship with God is more visiting God, particularly where we need God. But God is saying, no, no, no. For this next level, I need you to walk with me. That's what he was saying to Abraham, to take you to where I want you to, to get to. And then, ladies and gentlemen, it's also important for us to understand that a walk is progressive. You're not standing still. There's movement. There's progress. Like we've heard, you know, that if God says he's doing a new thing, if God says he's taking us to a next level, it connotes that we are growing. And that's the other thing God wants to challenge us about. So today, ladies and gentlemen, the five things that I felt God has been challenging and wants to challenge us about in our walk with him. Let me just read that scripture to you. It says, walk habitually before me with integrity, knowing that you are always in my presence, and be blameless and complete in obedience to me. Five things that I feel God wants to challenge us about our walk. And if somebody's here and saying but, but you know i'm already walking with god let, let me read a scripture to you second corinthians chapter 13 verse 5 and the 5a the i'll read in the new living translation and then message translation it says examine yourselves to see if your faith is genuine test yourselves surely you know that jesus christ is among you if not you have failed the test of genuine faith the message says test yourselves to make sure you are solid in the faith you know we can't be presumptuous about our walk with god remember i said our walk with god is a walk of faith from a to z it is all about faith ladies and gentlemen everything god does in our lives is always predicated on faith in god and we'll understand why as we go on he says test yourselves to make sure you are solid in the faith don't drift along taking everything for granted that's the message version. Let's not drift along in our walk with God taking things for granted. He says give yourselves regular checkups. You need first-hand evidence, not mere hearsay that Jesus Christ is in you. What's the Bible saying that the walk our walk with God must be progressive. So yes my brother you're walking with God but with God but let us grow in our walk in our faith walk with God. So five things very quickly. The first thing that God challenges us about and that we must keep examining ourselves to make sure we're growing in is our knowledge of God. You can't walk with someone if you don't know them, ladies and gentlemen. We've heard this many times before. In fact, there's nothing I'm going to say this morning that you have not heard many times. But may the Spirit of God amplify what he wants to do in your life. Because what God is saying is... Challenge yourselves, examine yourselves. Because God wants us into to, to to walk more closely with him than never before. A new level, a high level of a walk with God that takes us into the new level, a high level of what he wants to do in our lives. You can't walk with someone if you don't know them. And the whole essence of walking, remember I said it's progressive, is that we're growing in our knowledge of God. Every day, you're finding out something more about God that blows your mind about God. You know, when I, when I, when I was preparing, I, I felt the Holy Spirit lay this, this example in, in my heart. You know, when, when I met my, my, my wife, um, how many, how, we, we've been married how many years now? We've been married 30, it's going to be 30 years. So I dated for... Do you know, I can't remember how long we dated for. Um, okay, um, so, so I've known my wife for about 31, 32 years. So when I met my wife, I was attracted to her because of her pretty face, you know, her lovely demeanor and all that. And then we started walking together. But guess what? As we walked habitually, the more I knew her. Ladies and gentlemen, guess what? The more we walked, the more I knew my wife. The more I knew my wife, guess what? I started to discover things about my wife. Not just the pretty face, but the pretty heart. Guess what, ladies and gentlemen? Somebody can see. You can see. Ah, ah, ah. <laughs> no, 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 no. no, no. And, and guess what? The more you know somebody, the more you appreciate the person. The more you appreciate the, someone, the more you love them, the more you give yourself to them. That's exactly what God wants from us. A progressive, habitual walk where daily we're knowing and discovering things about God. Guess what? The more you know God, the more you love God. The more you love God, the more you want to do the things that please God. That's why God says without faith, knowing God in faith, it is impossible to please God. You know, the cha- they- the challenge with us, you know why we, we're very anxious about life and, and, and you know, we, we, we get agitated is, is that, you know, we're always forward focused. We always want to know what, what, what's the, what does the future hold? But guess what, ladies and gentlemen? You don't need to worry about yourself about the future. Just worry yourself about knowing God. You know why? Because God knows the future. If you know God and follow God, God will take care of your future. That's why Moses, God bless Moses' soul. Moses in Exodus 33, and, you know, time doesn't permit to, to to embellish, but Moses, by Exodus 33, Moses was an accomplished man of God. He'd gone up the mountain many times, but listen to what it says in Exodus 33, in 13, um, verse 13, it says, Now therefore I pray you, if I have found favor in your sight, let me know your ways so that I may know you becoming more deeply and intimately acquainted with you, recognizing and understanding your ways more clearly, and that I may find grace and favor in your sight, and consider also that this nation is your people. That should be our cry, ladies and gentlemen. Regardless of where you are in your walk with God, in your Christian walk, that the cry of our heart is, Lord, I want to know you more. That's what is going to take us into our new, ladies and gentlemen. I love the way, Paul. Uh, sorry, Peter. Peter says in in Second Peter, chapter three, verses seventeen to eighteen. Let me read it in the Amplified. It says, "Therefore, verse seventeen, let me warn you, beloved, knowing these things beforehand, be on your guard so that you are not carried away by error of or by the error of unprincipled men." Remember what, what, what we read earlier about examining ourselves. Let's not take our walk with God for granted. So Paul says, be on your guard so that you're not carried away by the error of unprincipled men who distort doctrine and fall from your own steadfastness of mind, your knowledge, your truth, and your faith. But grow spiritually mature in the grace and the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. To him be glory, honor, majesty, splendor, both now and today. Of eternity. Amen. The second thing that God would challenge us in this next level is that as we grow in our knowledge of God, remember this is our walk with God, and you can't walk with someone if you don't know them, and particularly if you're not keeping on knowing them progressively. The second thing is that as we know God, we start to grow in confidence in our confidence of God. You know, if there's one thing that is certain, ladies and gentlemen, the, you, know, you know it is guaranteed. In this life is that there'll always be uncertainties. There'll always be, 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 be ups and downs, challenges and storms. And it, it, it's typical of Satan, ladies and gentlemen, to always either engineer the storms, the, the challenges we face, or to take advantage of whatever it is that comes. And the sole aim... Is always, and we've said this before, ladies and gentlemen. When the Bible says he comes to steal, to kill, and destroy, it's not your car, Satan wants to steal and destroy. It's not your house. It is our faith walk. It is our walk with God that Satan always wants to deal with. Look at look at what what, what Jesus says. He says to to, um, to Peter. I'm sorry, to to Simon. Luke 22, 31 to thirty two. Luke Luke 22, 31 to 32, in the Amplified. It says, Simon, Simon, Peter, listen. Satan has demanded permission to sift all of you like grain. But I have prayed especially for you, Peter, that your faith and confidence in me may not fail. Jesus knew. He knew that that was what Satan wanted to do. And that's what he tries to do every single day of our lives. Life will be full of challenges and ups and downs, ladies and gentlemen. The question is, where's your confidence in God? How strong is your trust in God? Because if you don't pay attention to it, if we're not growing in it, (laughs) the enemy is prowling, looking for how he would derail our faith, our confidence in God. You know, we say to God, (laughs) we trust God. But do we really, really trust God? And that's why, the Bible said that, that, that's why Paul is saying we should examine our faith. So we examine our knowledge of God, but guess what? Let's examine our confidence in God and see how genuine it is. Do we really trust God, ladies and gentlemen? Now, the children of Israel, I, I love the children of Israel. God bless their souls. In Deuteronomy chapter 1, 26 to 28, this is Moses recounting, to the children of Israel, in verse 26, a New Living Translation. It says, but you rebelled against the command of the Lord. Remember the story. God had asked them to go and spy, spy the land, uh, the, the new that he was taking them into, the next level he was taking them to. They came back, uh, the, the eight, uh, sorry, 10 out of the 12 spies gave a bad report. Listen to this. It says, but you rebelled against the command of the Lord your God and refused to go in. You complained in your tents and said, the Lord must hate us. That's why he has brought us here from Egypt. Isn't that what we do, ladies and gentlemen? Whenever, you know, we hit a turbulence, whenever something that unexpected happens, and when I say unexpected, unexpected for us as in what we're not planning for, don't we start to question God? Don't we start to doubt God? God must hate us, they said. That's why he has brought us here from Egypt to hand us over to the Amorites to be slaughtered. Where can we go? Our brothers have demoralized us with their report, they tell us. And that's the challenge, ladies and gentlemen. We get demoralized too quickly. We give up on God too quickly. Where is our confidence in God? You know, I'm, I'm I'm not an Arsenal fan at all. I'm, I'm, you all know that I, I support, um, li- I support Liverpool. Um, I've always done, been loyal in the ups and downs. Um, I'm not an Arsenal fan. I know some of you from your gestures, you support Arsenal. But you know, in the last two days, I, I actually feel for Arsenal. But no, seriously, I'm serious. Because, because they've lost three matches. Because they're at the bottom of the league. Guess what? Everybody's giving up on them. You're reading all sorts of things. You know, sack the manager, do this. And I'm thinking, this season has just started. Arsenal didn't pay me to say this. And, and you know, know, in football nowadays, guess what? Before you can say Jack Robinson, you know, you haven't even played five matches. They say, sack the manager. Isn't that what we do inadvertently? Sack God (laughs) because he hasn't done what you expected him to. Where's your confidence in God? And God is saying, you know what, if we're going to get into this place, I need you to walk with me and grow in your confidence in me. One of my daughters, uh, I was saying to her last night, you know, that she doesn't realize how her testimony really challenged me. You know, uh, about a month ago, or so we started a, a journey um, and, and believing God for things. And then, you know, at the beginning of the journey, she said to me that God had given her a word, and she was standing on the word. Do you know, before you could say Jack Robinson, it was like all hell broke loose. You know, storms here, this here, that here, and all that. And, she, but she said to me, you know, even though this is really tough. In fact, the way she said it, she said, this news is really scary. This news is really frightening. Because she knew that God was taking her somewhere. But she said to me, I will hold on to the word that he gave me. That's confidence in God. That's why the Bible says this man, Abraham, the father of our faith, Hebrews 11.8, it says God called him. He went without knowing where he was going. What kind of man is that? What kind of faith is that? But I tell you what kind of faith is, is somebody who had confidence in God. Let's examine our confidence in God. Just because you don't recognize the path that you're on doesn't mean that God is not there with you. Number three, and this gets even more interesting. Our walk with God is a walk that requires that we're growing in the knowledge of God. Our walk with God is a walk that requires, our our, our faith walk is, is a walk that requires that we grow in our confidence and trust in God. But guess what? The more we know God, the more we should also fear God. And that's the third thing about the walk, of walk with God. It's one area that, ladies and gentlemen, we don't pay attention to. That our walk with God requires that we fear God. What does fearing God mean, ladies and gentlemen? It's not being petrified of God. Fearing God is respecting God, regarding God, giving God honor. Putting God in his rightful place. Paul says in Philippians chapter two, 12 to 13, says, dear friends, this is Amplified, you always followed my instructions when I was with you. Actually, let me read the Amplified, not the New Living Translation. The Amplified says, so then, my dear ones, just as you have always obeyed my instructions with enthusiasm, not only in my presence, but now much more in my absence, continue to work out your salvation, that is, cultivate it. Bring it to full effect. Actively pursue spiritual maturity with all inspired fear and trembling. Using serious caution and critical self-evaluation to avoid anything that might offend God or discredit the name of Christ. You know, ladies and gentlemen, what is the fear of God? It is being conscious of who God is and desiring to always do what pleases God. Being conscious that the things that we do, we do not inadvertently offend God. You know, faith is is the bedrock of our walk with God. Remember I said from A to Z, it's all about faith. The opposite of faith is unbelief. And remember the scripture, please don't forget without faith, it is impossible to please God. Listen to this quote that I came across. It says, At the root of all sin is unbelief. At the root of all sin is unbelief in the word of God and unbelief in the worth of God. Let me say that again. At the root of all sin is unbelief in the word of God. And in the worth of God. So faith is not just believing the word of God. Faith is also acknowledging and regarding the person of God. When we acknowledge and regard the person of God, ladies and gentlemen, it will be difficult to sin. You know why? Because we're always thinking of pleasing God. We're always thinking we don't want to offend God. And that's the work that God is calling us to. Habitually. Numbers 14, again, taking reference from the spies that went to spy the land, Numbers 14, 8, 11, and if the Lord is pleased, this is uh, Caleb speaking, and if the Lord is pleased from verse 8, Numbers 14, verse 8, and if the Lord is pleased with us, he will bring us safely into that land and give it to us, that is, a man expressing faith. He says, it is a rich land flowing with milk and honey. Do not rebel against the Lord, and don't be afraid of the people of the land. They are only helpless prey to us. They have no protection, but the Lord is with us. Don't be afraid of them. Verse 10. But the whole community began to talk about stoning Joshua and Caleb. Then the glorious presence of the Lord appeared to all the Israelites at the tabernacle. Listen to this, ladies and gentlemen. Verse 11. And the Lord said to Moses... How long will these people treat me with contempt? How long? And you might think it's the children of Israel, but how about you and I? Do we knowingly or unknowingly treat God with contempt? And it's such a critical aspect of our walk with God. You can't walk with God if you're not treating God with awe and respect and regarding everything. You know, we stand in church, we sing, I stand in awe of you. And then we go outside and we start to do things that offend God. That cannot be a fear of God. Remember, God is challenging us about walk for the next level, for this next level. You know, we... <laughs> We, I read somewhere that we fear everything else except God. Do you know we fear our bosses at work more than God? We fear people more than God. And listen to what the prophet Isaiah says in Isaiah 8, 11 to 13. It says, the Lord has given me a strong warning not to think like everyone else does. He said, don't call everything a conspiracy like they do, and don't live in dread of what frighten them, frightens them. Make the Lord of heaven's armies... Holy in your life. He's the only one you should fear. He's the one who should make you tremble. Hallelujah. 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 You know, I, <laughs> I was thinking, there's this gentleman. He's relocated to Lagos now. Um, quite, quite a number of people call me Papa, Papa, you know, and, and all that. So this gentleman, he calls me Papa. He's now in Lagos, relocated a few years ago. And um, yeah, anyway, um, over the last few months, over the last few months, he started to behave badly, you know, started to, yeah, behave badly, very disrespectful in in a number of ways and and stuff like that. And you know, at, at first I was actually quite peeved, you know, that why would this guy treat me like this? But then I felt, and we'll talk about that in the, in the next bit. I, I just felt, you know what? Let me reach out to this guy. After, this is after a long time of not speaking to him. I said, let me reach out to this guy. So I called him one day. And incidentally, part of it is that i would call. He won't pick up my phone. Anyway, I called him one day. He picked up the phone. And then as soon as he picked up the phone, he said, Papa. Do you know? I shouted. I said, don't call me, Papa. Because for me, he did not have any regard for me. Thank God. That even when we treat God shabbily, he doesn't give up on us. But ladies and gentlemen, let us grow in our fear of God. Number three, as I end. Sorry, number four. A walk with God, please listen. A walk with God requires, a walk of faith requires that we are also being transformed in our character. We've said this so many times, ladies and gentlemen. And it's a shame that it's an area that we don't pay attention to. But for this next level, I assure you, it's a critical requirement in our walk with God. Pastor Baj said it very eloquently last week when he talked about what God requires is new wine skin. Our walk with God, ladies and gentlemen, is not about us. It is about God expressing himself through us. It's about Jesus expressing his character through us. And so if we're going to walk with God, the expectation is that we are growing and being transformed every day, like the Bible says, into the image of Christ. And even as I'm speaking, the Holy Spirit challenges me, challenges you. Remember, examine our faith work. Are we growing in this area if we're going to walk with God? We live in a... We live in a very, very wicked world, ladies and gentlemen, very wicked world, where people are nasty to each other. You know, there's so much wickedness. There's so much evil. Um, My wife was telling me yesterday, um, for those who join the Hangout Cafe she does on Saturday, she was telling me yesterday that the lady that um, she interviewed on the Hangout Cafe, I'm sure quite a number of you know her, uh, Duton West. Duton West used to be in Jesus' house in those early days before she got married and went back to uh, Lagos with her husband. And, um, and uh, you know, lots of health challenges. And married, been trying for a child for 18 years. Um, you know, lots of challenges that she shared yesterday. She was, she was vulner- vulnerable before people. Do you know, ladies and gentlemen, that despite all the things she shared about her faith in God, her walk in God, trusting God, believing God, holding on to God, health challenges, you know, wanting to get pregnant. After 18 years, they've had IVF 13 times. 13 times they've had IVF. Despite all of that, talking about her faith in God and and encouraging people, do you know that after the hangout, people were typing, some some women said, "Eh, okay, can we just come and have children for your husband? Just give us your husband. Let's just have children. I'm thinking, what a wicked world we are in instead of somebody saying you know what i've been encouraged by this woman's testimony of our walk of faith with with god holding on to god for 18 years regardless and all the things she's gone through the wickedness of people's heart but i say all this to say ladies and gentlemen the thing that distinguishes you and the world is your christ-like character And that's what God is looking for. You know, we walk with God. That's how we let people know or show people that we walk with God. And guess what? That's what pleases God. I say this all the time. God's plan is that every time people look at you, they see Jesus in you. Lastly, as I end, a walk of faith. Remember, it's a call to walk with God to the next level. A walk of faith must be a walk of submission and obedience to the Spirit of God. I said to my wife when I read that scripture, Hebrews eleven eight. I said, what kind of man would just get up from his house, from his bed, and just go without knowing where he's going? And then the Spirit of God started to challenge me because... In fact, the Spirit of God really challenged me because... There are many things that I know in my spirit God has said to do. But my excuse has always been, but I don't know what to do. The Bible says he got up and he went without knowing where he was going. You know why? He knew God. (laughs) He trusted God. (laughs) He feared God. He allowed God to walk himself through him. But then most importantly, and this is the last thing, he was submitted to the Holy Spirit. Ladies and gentlemen, if there's one thing that's critical to this next level, it's our submission to the Holy Spirit. Where the Spirit leads is whatever it says, wherever it goes. It's not how it looks, it's what he says. Ezekiel 36, as I end... Ezekiel 36, it says, and I will give you a new heart, and I'll put a new spirit in you. I will take out your stony, stubborn heart, and give you a tender, responsive heart. That's God's plan. A tender, a heart that is tender and responsive, that's malleable. Wherever God says, whichever way the spirit says. He says, And I will put my spirit in you so that you will follow my decrees and be careful to obey my regulations. Ladies and gentlemen, there's nothing I've said today that hasn't been said before, but I feel that... What God is saying clearly, certainly to my ears, my spiritual ears, is God is asking us to examine ourselves in the context of our walk with him. To get to that next level, ladies and gentlemen, we need to come to a higher level in our walk with God. It's a walk of, of knowing God. It's a walk of, of trusting God. It's, it's a walk of, of, of fearing God. It's a walk of demonstrating God. Christ-like character is also a walk of submission to the Spirit of God. There's the next level waiting for you, ladies and gentlemen. God is taking us corporately and individually to a place we've never been before. It's a new land, expansive land. A new land in your finances, a new land in your business, a new land in your home, a new land in every area of your life. And that's why I'm going to leave you with two scriptures, ladies and gentlemen, as God challenges us. He says in Isaiah 54, verses 2 to 4, He says, enlarge your house, build an addition, spread out your home, and spare no expense, for you will soon be bursting at the seams. Someone should say amen to that says, your descendants will occupy other nations and resettle the real cities. Verse 4, fear not, you will no longer live in shame. Don't be afraid, there's no more disgrace for you. You will no longer remem- remember the shame of your youth and the sorrows of your widowhood. That's the new for you and I, ladies and gentlemen. But ladies and gentlemen, the first thing we must enlarge is our walk with God, our faith in God. The beauty, as I end, ladies and gentlemen is that God is not asking us or expecting that we go into the new by ourselves. That's why he always, always, always reassures us with this phrase, I will walk with you. When he calls Abraham, he says, walk with me. Walk with me means let's do it together. God walks with us. And in Joshua chapter one and I end with this he says to Joshua verse 5 no one will be able to stand against you as long as you live, for I'll be with you as I was with Moses I will not fail you or abandon you verse 9 this is my command be strong and courageous be strong my brother my sisters be strong and courageous in your faith Do not be afraid or discouraged, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. The message translation says, haven't I commanded you? Strength, courage, don't be timid. Don't get discouraged. God, your God, is with you every step you take. I wish you could help me tell somebody next to you, God, your God, is with you every step you take. Please, let me tell somebody. If you're at home, tell somebody, God, your God, is with you every step you take. And that's why, like the psalmist, ladies and gentlemen, my refrain is this, Psalm 16 verse 8, I know the Lord is always with me, I will not be shaken, for he's right beside me. Ladies and gentlemen, do you recognize that the Lord is beside you? Do you recognize that the Lord is walking with you because he's calling you and I into a more conscious, more deliberate, more intentional, habitual walk with him? I will not be shaken because the Lord is besides me. The writer says, reflect on this. Examine your faith walk. Let's bow our heads. No one can examine for you. Only you can examine yourself. And think about it. Just reflect on those words. To what extent am I growing in my knowledge of God? To what extent am I growing in my trust of God? To what extent am I regarding and respecting and trembling before God? fearing God. To what extent am I demonstrating Christ, the love of Christ, patience, humility? Oh, by the way, for this next level, ladies and gentlemen, we need a great deal of humility for where God is taking you. To what extent? To what extent am I submitting to the Holy Spirit? It's a call to a walk of faith. A higher level of walk of faith and as we reflect as we examine ourselves if there's anyone here anyone listening wherever you are all over the world you're thinking I hear the voice of God I hear the call of God to walk with him but then you haven't taken the first step and the first step is where you acknowledge God as your God. You acknowledge Jesus as your Lord and Savior. You invite him into your life. Because ladies and gentlemen, God will not force anyone to walk with him. Our walk with God is always a call and response. God calls and then we respond. And if there's anyone here, we're saying, you know what? I want to respond to this call of God. I haven't done this before, but I'm determined to now start a walk with God. I want to surrender my life to Christ. I want to invite you to come into this loving union with our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and if there's anyone saying this is me I want to do that I I I just want you to say this prayer along with me whether you're here whether you're at home all over the world wherever you are just say this prayer just say this prayer along with me just say Lord Jesus I thank you I thank you for today for knocking on the door of my heart I acknowledge That you are the Son of God, that you died for me so that I can come into a saving relationship with you. And today, I acknowledge my sins and I turn away from all my old ways. I surrender my life to you. Lord Jesus, please accept me as your own. Let the blood that you shed on the cross, let it cleanse me of my sins and make me new again. And Father, for all your children that have said this prayer, according to your word, I declare that by reason of their confession, they are now born again. They are now your children walking with you. Glory be to your name. In Jesus' name we pray. Now if you said that prayer, if you made that commitment to start a walk with God, whether you're here, uh, whether you're at home, watching wherever it is, we, we'd love for you to just indicate that you've made this commitment. We'd love for you um, to, to, to also um, uh, give us your details just so that we can start the journey with you, to come alongside you in this journey of faith. You know, the journey of faith is not just uh, giving one's life. It's the beginning. It's the entirety of one's life, as we've said. It's a walk with God. Father, we just bless you. We honor you. Spirit spirit of the living God, I ask that you give us grace to walk habitually with you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Amen.